that lets you save if you don't start now if you don't decide what's going to happen what my plan is going to be like to get back on track to a healthy lifestyle then we're not going to get back on track it's not going to happen Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Good morning, everyone. It is back to school, which means it's time to get back on track. (laughs) And I thought like we've kind of talked about this a little bit in the past. And I got to tell you, I was warning people (laughs) to do your best to stay on track. But summertime and barbecues and camping yeah it's an, it's an issue it's a challenge and we've already heard from quite a few people that are like i haven't done anything <laughs> so you're not alone so we gotta talk about getting back on track school is here kids are going back soon teachers are going back we gotta get we gotta get back on track but what, so when it comes to back to school we've talked about in the past how September is our busiest time, without question. This is it. It's coming. Everyone thinks it's January as a, as a nutrition and fitness company. Everyone thinks it's January. Like Jan, January is like a huge rush to the gym or to fitness types of people, but it's not January. <laughs> January is like people are exhausted from, from traveling or from visiting friends and family. They're exhausted, like emotionally, physically from feeling guilty, from eating too much food. So they're not really like, all that motivated. And the other thing is, is that finances are usually drained because of the holidays, because of Christmas and presents and gifts and foods. So you're spending more. So people usually wait till February, March. <laughs> and then it's like March, then that gets pushed to like March, April, and the sun starts to come out and people are spending more time outside. So they're like, okay, beach bodies. So it's not January, not even February. Is a busy time for us. It's September. It's right now. It's after a long summer of people just doing whatever they want. It's like spring break for ad- for adults. <laughs> people just doing whatever they want out of their regular routines, trying to figure out how much they're going to enjoy being outside in the, the warm weather, the warm atmosphere. So, um, but that, but that's the reason we have to talk about getting on track right now because a lot of people have not been on track. We hear this time and time again, but it's so important to understand that we need to have a plan, (laughs) like you need to have a plan of attack. So now that we're going into the school season, (laughs) or now that we're back in school, the kids are back in school, our parents, who are mostly listening to this, have a better opportunity to take more time for for themselves, but they don't know what to do. Like, okay, I got to get back on track, but how do I do that? Like, am I going to 
start eating food. What does that look like? Better food. Start preparing. We're at home. We're not camping so much. We're not away or traveling over the weekends. What are we going to do to get back on track when it comes to nutrition? And what does that plan look like? And this, it's the same thing with fitness. Where am I going to work out? Is it going to be at home? Is it going to be at a gym? What gym? Fitness classes, personal training. So there's so much and it's overwhelming. The problem is if we don't take action now, if we don't do something about it, it's going to be mid-September, end of September. We're going to be like, oh, I just got to get the kids involved. I have to get the kids involved in sports and signed up. And I haven't really done anything for myself yet. Then it's going to come to October. So like September is going to fly by, back to school stuff. October is going to come. Then we're going to have Halloween and Halloween candy. And then no, what do we have? This thing, I think thank, we got Thanksgiving in there. Actually, no, right? We got Thanksgiving in there. And then we have Christmas. So it's like, if you don't start now, if you don't decide what's going to happen, what my plan is going to be like to get back on track, to live a healthier lifestyle, then we're not going to get back on track. It's not going to happen. September is going to, we're going to try like a few things, wishy-washy, not have a clear plan, clear idea. Then it's going to be December and it's the new year. <laughs> and we missed the whole fall of getting on track after a summer of when we know we probably weren't doing the right things that we we're doing. And I'm not saying that. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm saying I've already had a handful of people saying like, they like look at me like a bit guilty. And they're like, I haven't really done anything all summer. I'm like, it's okay. You're not alone. You know, the thing is, it's the guilt that really gets people of like, like really feeling bad that they haven't done anything. So we got to get rid of that guilt. But we also have to come up with an action plan because if we're not doing anything about it, if we're not like, okay, let's make a new decision, let's make a new choice. And then we have to put action around that conscious decision, then we can make some progress. But if we're not making a decision and creating action, then what's the point? When it comes back to finding ways to get back on track, we need to come up with a plan. And then, like, people don't want to, they don't want a plan. It's crazy. Like, teachers, you've got to come up with a plan when it comes to nutrition. So, what are you going to do when the, like, the kids are, are going back to school now? So, some of the kids are in school, some of them going in, uh, this week, and, or, I don't know about today, but next week for sure. So, kids are going back into school. What does your plan look like when it comes to nutrition? It really, like, no one wants to talk about goals. I like to say achievements. What are your achievements? What do you want to accomplish with that nutrition? Most people, they want to, most people want to lose some weight, which isn't a great goal if you ask me, but most people want to lose everything they've gained over the summer. <clears throat> we have to come up with an, an achievement that we're working towards. And I always like that to be an action. That action, in most cases, is more suited for an action like going like a run, like a marathon or a fun run. Dave has committed. You hear still here, Dave? He's going to do a Spartan run. We're going to do one together. Dave's lost some crazy like 70 pounds or something like that. Your achievement needs to be something that you're working towards. Like Dorothy's working towards her first marathon, for example. It doesn't have to be running. I did a whole video series of walking on my hands, doing handstands. Like that's an achievement I wanted to do. It could be a, a muscle up, for example. It could be a pull up. Now, th there's tons of things that it could be, but I really feel like it has to be an action that you're working towards. Otherwise, like no one wakes up and says, can't wait to get better at losing weight today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's not something that is sustainable in most cases. And even if you're losing some weight, you hit that wall before long because you're like, I don't have anything to work towards. I just got tired of losing weight. Like it's not an action. Losing weight is a byproduct of living a healthier lifestyle. You get more active, you get moving, you eat better. That's a lifestyle. 
and then the weight comes off. It's not those people that are tunnel vision of just losing weight. You try all the fads, you try the shakes and you try the um, 21 day fix. You try all that nonsense that doesn't work. Like these are sustainable changes that last and it's got to be lifestyle. It's got to be achievement, an achievement that you're working towards. So that that's the actionable plan. It's it's not just nutrition, it's fitness. Like what are you working towards and what is that achievement that you want to accomplish? That's where it's got to stem from. And I feel like if more people would set would set those types of achievements and work towards them, they'd be much better off. Most people don't know how to set goals, so they don't know how to achieve goals, which means they've tried setting smart goals in the past that don't work. And then they don't want to talk about goals. They don't want to listen to goals because they've tried them in the past and they haven't because they don't work. You have to set an achievement. So same thing when it comes to so when it comes to that nutrition, you set, you set yourself up a plan. So maybe that could be with a professional or it could be yourself, but making yourself a meal plan makes a huge difference. So Dorothy and I do that all the time. We do it for ourselves. So we say, what what kind of meals do we want to eat this week? And then we make grocery lists from that, from those meals. So same thing with our fit fam, for example. So with our fitness family, we provide meal plans and sometimes we provide grocery shopping lists, but we also want this to be a lifestyle change. So we don't do every single thing for them. What we do is say, sometimes we say, often we say, here's the meal plans or weekly meal plan. So you know exactly the foods that you're creating, which is what we do ourselves personally. And then you say, okay, I don't have this ingredient. Don't have this ingredient. You make yourself a grocery shopping list and you go to the grocery store and buy it. So those of you, if you're not part of our fit fam, or if you're not having a professional do that for you, decide what meals you want to make in the week. This is very important, especially with kids back to school especially with uh, different work schedules. Now that the fall is coming or the end of summer is here, set yourself with a meal plan. Know exactly what you're going to consume throughout the week. And then you can know what gro gro groceries to buy. And what's important about this is that once you know what groceries you're going to purchase, you don't, you're not wasting food. A lot of people just go to the grocery store, toss some things in their cart, don't know what they're going to make with the food, don't know what night of the week they're going to prepare that food. And it kind of sits there, goes bad, they throw it away, which is a giant waste of money. So making that plan is super important. And that same thing with fitness, like like we should all know what, what workouts, like where are you going? Like I know exactly what workout I'm going to do and where I'm going to work out. Like I know that the day before and it's very consistent for me. Like uh, in LA, I love going over the, like um, workout over the ocean. So I'm at, when I'm at the beach, I know exactly where I'm going. I got my TRX. I got my ocean view. I love working out that spot. I go there every day. It's medicinal for my mind. It helps clear my mind um, mentally, physically. So now I've, I've created the same thing in Olds. So I know exactly what park I'm going to, where I'm going to work out, where I'm walking to. I know what my workout is. See, the thing is a lot of times people wake up in the morning and they don't really know like, am I going to the gym? Am I going to go to a fitness class? Which fitness class should I sign up to? What workouts? What am I going to do when I get to the gym? Like, it's so important to understand, like, if we already have that plan, if you already know what you're going to do before you wake up, before you get to your workout area, could be in your home, could be at the park, before you get to the gym, if you already know what you're doing, you're, you're already head above shoulders, half the people that don't make it. So to find that success, you decide beforehand. Because like it's so easy to be like, oh, you got to make those decisions when you wake up. Like we're not motivated when you wake up in the morning. Very few people are. So you're not like, oh, jump out of bed and go exercise. You, you have to, you have that self talk of like, oh, I don't really want to exercise today, or I don't really want to do that, or and then you come up with a bunch of excuses like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do anyway, so I'll just do it tomorrow, or 
I don't know what vehicle I'm going to drive, or I don't know how I'm going to get there. If you decide all those things in advance, then you'll be much better off. You'll have much more success, I suppose, in making that happen. The, the biggest challenge is to create routines. And if you have proper routines established, then it, it makes it it's night and day, it makes it so much easier. So what we try to do is get our people into routines. So we say, okay, we like in our fit fam, we do workouts. So we do our, um, like we, we provide a workout schedule on the weekend. And then on Monday, our fit fam knows exactly what we're doing. We're going to start live workouts again on Tuesday, Thursday mornings. So our fit fam works out with us live. But the, the Tuesday, that's Tuesday, Thursday. So when we're not doing live workouts, they have a workout schedule. So they know exactly what they're doing when it comes to setting routines. We want you guys to work out in the same place and the same day at the same time. So what that does is take the thinking out of it. So you wake up at whatever time you wake up, what time, what time do people wake up at six, maybe what time, let me know in the comments, what time do you guys wake up in the morning? So you wake up at six, maybe, maybe have a little bit of snack. I like to have banana peanut butter. First thing I do is well, before I get, get out of bed, I take my activated charcoal sitting on my nightstand and then I go through some stretches and then I'll grab banana peanut butter. Then I take my spirulina tablets. So, um, well, actually I take my magnesium first, but I mean, it's not that it's not, they're not going to conflict. I like banana peanut butter this morning. Actually, I had banana peanut butter. I was sipping on my magnesium and then I popped some um, spirulina tablets. And that's like a, it's like a mini breakfast, right? And then I'll go, maybe I'll go work out or I'll, I'll drink my tea. I usually drink a Pu'er green tea concoction with MCT oil, grass-fed butter. And um, then I have a second breakfast. So, so Zach says he's up at 5.30. Thanks for sharing, Zach. So everyone has a different routine, but you have your routine that takes the thinking out of it. Maybe you go to your mat and then you start working out, for example. You don't really think about anything else. But we try to get our people into a routine so you don't – it takes the thinking out of it. The less you have to think throughout the day, the better off you're going to be. Sounds like a funny statement, but it's true because we've all been there. We've all been there like mentally exhausted at the end of the day and you're thinking like – I can't make one more decision. I, I make decisions all day with budgeting, <laughs> um, purchasing new products, designing new products, different ingredients. By the end of the day, I'm mentally exhausted. Like we're quite fortunate to to properly supplement through re like through the research we've been doing. Like we know, like I know a clear difference in the early afternoon when I'm kind of slowing down a bit mentally, and I could take different supplements that we often talk about. And that kind of wakes me up and it, uh, it gives me back that focus that you need to get through the afternoon into the evening because we often work into the evening. So it's, but it's important under, to get into those routines and understand what you're going to be doing to take advantage of the time that we have. Like we only have a certain amount of time to work out. We only have a certain amount of time to meal prep. Like for us, we, we teach people to prep on the weekends and that, and I know like, oh, what if we're away camping? What if we're away enjoying visiting family? Whatever it is, but you still have to dedicate your time. And this, like Sunday is usually the best day to do that. But you have to make time. We say people like, oh, I'm, I'm driving that day or I'm traveling that day. Like, okay, well, then you have to make time on a different day. doesn't matter what day it is. You have to make a decision that you're going to do that meal prep or you're going to design your workouts or, or plan your workout week in advance. You have to do that because if you don't do that, your success rate drops significantly. Morning routines are, are, are very important. We often talk about morning routines. I honestly, I get the, the, pull the bulk of my work and, and the most significant work done early in the morning before 10 a.m. That's when I get most of my work done. And then the other stuff, I mean, the other things happen later on. Like it could be marketing. It could be phone calls. I don't try not to call people in the morning because people are miserable. 
in the morning. <laughs> they are. Like, they don't want to talk to you in the morning. If you call, like, first thing, depending on what time zone you are, like, if you call right when they open up, they don't want to talk to you. I try to wait. If I'm really excited about something, I try to wait at least a half hour before, like, opening hours. <laughs> if they open at 9, then I try to wait till at least 9.30. Because who wants to answer the phone? Like, they don't want, like, they don't want to be at work anyways. And then you call them five minutes after they sit down. <laughs> <laughs> probably haven't had their morning coffee and pastry to give them their sugar their um you know spike in their blood sugar levels <laughs> so they can wake up a little bit <laughs> a lot of people are like oh i feel horrible i didn't do anything all summer and then september comes and like the end of september like oh i feel horrible <laughs> i didn't start my routines in september <laughs> like, if you don't do anything about it you're always going to feel horrible because you haven't done anything about it I like getting up as early as we do because it fits into our lifestyle. Like we go, like I'm in bed often by, try to be in bed by 8.30, depending on what's going on, of course. Like it, it varies and changes, product launches, we're busier here, school, like LA, Alberta. Like, but I try to be in bed by like 8.39 and asleep by 9, 9.30. That's a, that's a goal. And like for a lot of people, they got kids running around and I know it's difficult in Alberta, the sun's still up. It doesn't work for everyone, but if you're going to go, if you're going to wake up at around 4 a.m. like you have to go to, to get your sleep and you have to go and then I, I i really feel like when i'm up super early i feel empowered i feel like i'm getting things done while people are sleeping or i feel like like i don't really feel like we have a lot of competition especially because of how our business is like we do a lot of things in business that other people don't do and if other people do it they may do that just one that one thing but we do that one thing and a few other things so i don't feel like we have, there's too many businesses that do exactly what we do. So the whole competition thing doesn't, doesn't really concern me, but I feel like it probably comes back to my sports and playing days of like, I feel like I'm a head above shoulders above the competition because most people aren't going to wake up at 4 a.m. and start grinding it out while, you know, most people are still sleeping, but that's for us. I, I don't think like <clears throat> just because we wake up super early doesn't mean everyone else has to, like you wake up when you can. <laughs> like, I think people should work out early or should get up early because there's so much more advantages to getting a jump on the day. You can get your workout in. Like for me, I like to start sending messages or emailing while people are sleeping because then I can get more done. Like it's not like, oh, they'll send you a message right back. And then you got to feel, like, feel like I got to answer or I'm excited <laughs> and I want to answer. So if you start emailing at Usually like four to five a.m. is a morning routine, and then I and then I want to be respectful of people, so I won't do any. I don't. I try not to text anyone or message anyone at five a.m. or five thirty. That's usually usually oh, they're probably up at seven seven thirty. Okay, that's when we put our morning posts up in the morning. That's or schedule them. That's when we I start messaging people. Um, but if I don't get my morning routine in and I don't get the things like I don't feel accomplished, like my morning stretches, recovery, I'm doing all kinds of things now to to, to be back like 100 percent. But cupping, gun, like stretches I'm doing. What is it? Egosku stretches. Very interesting person that that man. I just I'm getting his book in here. A different modality. There's also I interviewed a guy that does Aldoa Aldoa stretches and movements and exercises. There's all kinds, so many different modalities. And most people are like, I don't like stretching or yoga, but there's like a hundred different things you could do if you want to do recovery if you want to like focus on recovery or if you want to be a lot of people have lower back issues i didn't realize how many until i start asking these questions but that's a major concern for a lot of people you know that most people I, this is just research I, i'm not i'm not a doctor or physician but uh, i was listening to these this interview with these chiropractors and they were saying that most people have some type of 
back issues, not, not just back issues, but like bulging disc or slip disc. But in most cases, they don't feel it. So they don't know about it. In a lot of cases, you don't need surgery to fix that. If it's, if it's not acute or if it's not major, your, your bulging disc goes back into where it's supposed to go. So a lot of people don't even know it. And then from the ages of 30 to 50, I think like there was some crazy percentage of people that have um, bulging discs, but for before 30, you don't really experience it. And then after 50, you don't really notice it because you're less active, more relaxed, less active, less muscle, right? If you have more muscle, you have more chance of injuries, I think, which kind of sounds funny. You think if you have more muscle, but then you have those people that are lifting heavy weights, doing Olympic lifts, more chance of getting injured there or deadlifts. Like people shouldn't be doing deadlifts. Kids. Oh my gosh. You see kids or young athletes doing deadlifts and you're like, I'm like, what are you? doing such a bad idea <laughs> of course that's that's my opinion which is shared with a number of other people but there's such a high risk rate for low reward and but the kids like the young athletes they they think god oh, i gotta do deadlifts i'm supposed to but you don't need to do that what i like to do is do research around successful people and maybe you take five different people and you look at all their morning routines and then you say okay this works for me this works for me and that works for me great that's my morning routine. I wouldn't say you would go and be like, oh, I love that individual. I'm going to go do exactly what they do. But you don't know their background. In most cases, we don't know their background, their lifestyle. We don't know kids, family, emotional issues. You don't know that stuff. If you, if, if I say like, get up every day at 5 a.m. and you don't sleep, like, oh, I had a rough sleep. I don't sleep sound. Like in most cases, we sleep very well. Sleep like a baby. <laughs> like a rock. So if you're not sleeping well, and you're trying to get up at 5am, your whole day is going to be messed up instead of being like, okay, I didn't sleep very well that night, I'm going to sleep till six, you know, but I'm going to but I'm going to make sure I get all my stuff in my stuff done before the day starts. Um, so you have that extra you have that extra amount of sleep that you need, or you're like, okay, no, I said, I'm going to get up, I'm going to make it happen. And then you're tired all day and dragging yourself around because you didn't get enough sleep. So it's it's very difficult to have like a cookie cookie cutter image. And then a lot of people take that stuff out of context. Oh, I heard you talk about this one time. So it didn't work for me. So whatever you say doesn't work. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Well, you know, you can't control people. You can't control what people say about you. You can't control about people, what they're going to do. All you can do is focus on yourself and, and do the best you can. And, and, and like that doesn't happen very often for us. But I just mean like if you're looking at one person's program, you have to take out what's best for you. You can't just go and follow one individual and think it's going to work out perfectly. So so we stayed up till around 10 o'clock. But from around 8 o'clock, like I tried to log off around 7, 7.30, depending, depending on what's going on. Um, but so from... But I'm, I'm like mentally exhausted. I don't want to work. Like I'm tired. I've been sprinting all day. In most cases, it's full sprint all day with a few breaks in between. But in the evening at eight o'clock, I'm exhausted. I don't want to work. So if I'm going to bed at, if I'm, if I'm not working at 10 a.m. or sorry, if I'm not working from eight to 10 p.m., I went to bed at 10 p.m. If I'm not working from eight to 10, I'm just sitting there scrolling like you're binging on like a net or you're sitting there scrolling through your news feed, but it's not it's not productive. Like when I usually scroll through my news feed during the day, it's business. Like I'm posting or I'm commenting for business purposes. So um, from eight to 10, there was nothing productive happening. So Dorothy and I had the conversation like, well, what if we went to bed a couple hours earlier, which is around 8, 8.30 instead of 10, 10.30. And then we got up a couple hours earlier. So instead of getting up at six, we get up at four. <laughs> so it just made, so okay, let's try it. So when, just made sense. So once you get into that proper routine, 
And then people are like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Why would you get up so early? But it, there's no, it's, there's no difference. Like to me, there's no difference. Like you're still getting your seven hours of sleep. I like seven, like seven, seven, seven and a half works really well for me. If I get past eight on like a lazy Saturday, I'm, I feel tired all day, but everyone's different. And you have to, you have to also have to con- consider quality of sleep. Or is it a deep sleep or are you up throughout the night? Like are you up peeing or was it a night, not a deep sleep or are you stressed out? Like you wake up with concerns, nightmares, whatever it is. But if I get a night, like a deep sleep from like seven, seven and a half hours, like I feel fantastic. That's, that's all I really need. I, I will say that some people are like, oh, I only need four hours of sleep. And I'm like, mm, that's one, that's a tough one for me to have my head around. I feel like the only people, of course I could be wrong, but the only people that feel like they function well in four hours of sleep are the people that don't know what it's like to experience seven or eight hours of sleep. Like some people for like 20 years that you haven't had a good night's sleep. It's the same thing. Like we work with people, we do a lot of work around digestion issues and energy. And a lot of people haven't had proper bowel movements for like 20 years. They think it's normal to have a bowel movement two or three times a week. Like that's not normal. You know, it's not, that's not proper digestion. That's not proper bowel movements. Like that's constipation. But people come to us all the time and say, and say that. And then they often say after they start working out, they start working with us. They're like, I can't believe how great I feel when having bowel movements daily. Like, so that's the same, just a different comparison when it comes to sleep. Like you need a decent amount of sleep. And if you think you need a few hours of sleep, I would try to suggest having a really deep sleep extended. <laughs> but um, it, it has to go back to your lifestyle. And, and, and like if you're going to sleep properly, like if you're going to get a deep sleep or if you're going to get up early, then you need to go to bed early. Like it has to go hand in hand. And if you're not able to go to, it takes time. Like it, t- it wasn't just overnight. It was like, okay, because your body's used to going to bed at 10 a.m. We had to train ourselves to go to bed at 8, 8 a.m. Um, or like at least you have to be in, in bed or like you sit there reading. And like you have a we have evening routine of relaxing music and uh, like dim lights and thinking about the diffuser. I got a diffuser. And then like a diffuser going. So you're so maybe you have a lavender relaxing it. You have to put your body in a relaxed state of mind. The problem is, is people that are, people are, are eating sugary, fatty foods that are waking them up, like stimulants. And then you're have, then you're watching like an action movie or some people might work out in the evening or maybe you have an argument or I don't know, who, who knows? Like there's a lot of, there's a hundred different things that could be happening, but then you try to go to sleep right away and you sit there wide awake, <laughs> laying, staring at the ceiling, like I can't sleep. So it takes some time and it takes some effort and it takes a whole lot of patience to change around your routines. It's hard to wake up and get your morning routine. And if you don't sleep well, and I think some days you just got to chalk that up as I'll do my, I'll do the best I can today and do better tomorrow because life gets in the way. But I, I, I would like to mention that I feel like if you let that happen too much, it turns into an excuse. Like you hear the people like, I don't like the 80, 20 rule. Not when it comes to nutrition, maybe fitness. Like usually if you look at business, did I say fitness? I meant business. If you look at business, 80% of your revenue comes from 20% of your efforts. That's proof. It's called the Pareto's. So he's an Italian economist who discovered the principle in 1897 when he observed that 80% of land of the land in England and every country he subsequently studied was owned by 20% of the population. So then you have like, then you have those people that, st- I don't know what they're called. You have those people that study these types of things. So they're like, okay, 80% of business or like 80% of um, businesses are owned by this, this group of people, for example. There's a number of different ways. Like you can go through your, you can go through your life and you could say 80% of my, we do, like I've done that with, before with some of our clients or customers or distributors, whatever it is. 80% of our income is coming from uh, these, this, like this group of customers and these distributors. 
and the rest are or sorry, 20% is come. 80% of your income is coming from this 20% of people. So you can break it down and then you can, um, and then you can be more efficient. Maybe you offer that 20% more incentives or it's a set. You can, it's not just business that like you can do that in other areas of life. Like 80% of my frustration is coming from these, this 20% of friends. So maybe you spend a little bit less time with those friends that probably aren't really that positive, positive influence anyway. So. There's a lot of things that you could do with the Pareto principle. But then you get people that say, oh, 80, 80, 20, 20. And every time they have a cheeseburger, oh, this is the 20%. And then they miss their workouts. And they go, oh, 20%. You know, <laughs> but, they, but they flip so easy. Then it's 80% of you not doing things right and 20% of you doing what you're supposed to be doing. But you use, but we use the excuse of like, oh, it's the 80, 20 rule, which is why I don't like it. At any rate, uh, thank you all for joining joining us regardless of where you are or what you're doing have a great day and we'll catch up with you soon all right that's gonna wrap things up for this edition of exploring mind and body once again thank you so much for being here thank you for tuning in and being a part of our true form life community you can always find us on facebook.com slash true form life we post up there a couple times a day on our story we're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle whether that be nutrition fitness lifestyle and more we also have free challenges that we do at least once a month so if you follow us along there you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge tabata challenge whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadio, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.